This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, and uh, having a couple of technical glitches, so I apologize about that. Hopefully that doesn't bother us anymore. If it does, we'll fix it quickly. All right, want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Parlor has filed another lawsuit against Amazon. Uh, now, coincidentally, we're on a different streaming platform today in addition to DLive because DLive is messing with us. And DLive was the place that was leaving us alone. That's what I liked about them. And then all of a sudden, they they got sold to a different company, and that company came in and started messing with everybody. So now we're on Trovo today, and it's our first day on Trovo. Of course, I have a technical glitch because of my first day on Trovo, but it's trovo.live slash Casey the host. I posted this all over social media, so wherever you follow me, you should be able to see it. Uh, If you're on the Discord server, there's uh, plenty of links to it as well. But this is, you know, again, just one of those things you consistently have to do. And we keep joking about it. You have to move around, move around, move around because they don't let you actually just stay put and produce content and be left alone. Everybody tries to force you onto a different platform by kicking you off of theirs. This is what they do. And so we're forced to kind of do that. And it's not something that I want to. I would love to be in just place with a really good community and stay there but we're not allowed so we have to constantly add new communities and move around and that sort of thing which is really aggravating and annoying and parlor um you know obviously amazon what amazon did to them was wrong probably illegal certainly um most likely a breach of contract and amazon obviously did this to parlor when they didn't do it to other platforms that had far more of the event planning for what happened on the 6th uh, at the Capitol on their platforms. Uh, partner, uh, Parler interim CEO Mark Meckler, um, he basically was kind of discussing the direction of the company. Parler's back online. Parler's been working great. Gab still works great. Uh, social media company Parler dropped its antitrust lawsuit and filed a separate suit against Amazon and Amazon Web Services this week, alleging a breach of contract and defamation. The company, a conservative alternative Twitter that championed free speech initially filed a suit against Amazon after it was removed from its platform following the riot that happened in the Capitol on January 6th. Parler moved to voluntarily dismiss that lawsuit. So Parler is the one that, that moved to dismiss the lawsuit. Okay, This is not, this is not uh, a, a court saying there's no merit here. Parler chose to do that in order to go ahead and file this one. Uh, let's see. Parler called Amazon a bully in the new suit filed on Tuesday in Washington state, claiming that the company had removed Parler from its cloud services only when former President Trump had been deplatformed by Twitter and Facebook, and Parler was poised to become competition if he brought his million followers to the site. Now, at the time, Parler was the number one app on Google and Apple. And Amazon, AWS Web Services, had these huge contracts with Twitter and Facebook. So, you know, you know how this goes, right? The true reason why AWS decided to suspend and or terminate its contract with Parler was not because of any alleged breach of the contract, but because AWS did not want Parler to be able to provide a new platform for conservative voices, including Donald Trump, or to compete effectively with other microblogging platforms such as Twitter. That is Parler's attorney, Angelo Calfo. 
This is in the suit. But when you factor in the contracts, which we went over previously on this show, that Amazon had with Twitter in particular, but also with Facebook, this data sharing agreement that Facebook and, and Amazon kept secret for many years was finally exposed a couple of years ago. Uh, and then Twitter, of course, uses AWS services, now, the same exact servers that Parler was on. And Twitter, uh, according to the federal authorities, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube were far more utilized to plan the events of the 6th. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the rallies themselves, but also the pre-planned violence that was being you know, planned out weeks, months in advance, according to the authorities. Much of that stuff, according to the authorities, not from pro-Trump groups, which is why when Christopher Wray sat there in Congress and said there's no evidence that Antifa or BLM are behind any of this, it was a lie. He should have been held in some form of attempt because we already have testimony from the former head of the Capitol Police as well as from the, the federal authorities, including the FBI, by the way, that this was pre-planned and that a lot of the people who did participate were not pro-Trump supporters. Oh, and got anti-BLM activists dressing on video, inciting the violence, breaking windows, encouraging more people to riot. We have all of that on camera. The company said Amazon's claims that it was removed because it wasn't responsible, responsibly deleting violent rhetoric on the site were false. It had removed any arguably inappropriate content. And in the two years before Amazon ousted Parler, Amazon had not expressed any major concerns over its content. And again, Twitter doesn't remove this stuff. They leave up violent content all the time. They just allow one side to do it, not the other side. They leave it up all the time. And they use the same exact service that Parler used on Amazon. So Amazon doesn't care if Twitter polices that stuff. They only cared about Parler doing it, which which leads to... This is clearly um, political, but also this it wasn't just political. This is based on we have much bigger clients that pay us a lot more money than Parler, and they're asking us to take out their competition, and because they pay us so much, we'll help them. The lawsuit noted that Parler had been valued at around $1 billion before it was removed by Amazon's unlawful actions, alleging that it has permanently lost millions of dollars and its reputation. The lawsuit also alleges that Amazon said Parler was okay regarding any problematic content on site just two days before Amazon announced the company's removal. And of course, the big thing is that, you know, a lot of this stuff um, that Amazon was saying about Parler and the content policy and that sort of thing, that stuff was released to the press by Amazon before it was ever sent to Parler's CEO. And they had timestamps for this. The old CEO from Parler has now been removed, Matsy. He had timestamps that showed that the media was reporting on stuff that Amazon was doing about Parler before Parler was being notified by Amazon about those things, which obviously shows you some collusion happening between the press and Amazon and probably Twitter and Facebook and that sort of thing. Uh, let's see. Amazon Web Services had known Parler used a reactive system to deal with problematic content. And not once had AWS said that such a system was insufficient or in violation of the party's contract. Now, a reactive system is basically you allow somebody to post something objectionable and then you can remove it. Whereas you don't remove content before it's posted. No minority report provision and in Parler. 
And Parler's terms of service, we mentioned this before, were basically YouTube's terms of service. So their terms of service were basically exactly what YouTube's were. And there was no reason whatsoever to take them down. We've already been over this many times. Uh, Parler wasn't the primary platform that anything was planned uh, on January 6th. The first 15 people who were arrested didn't even have Parler accounts. Yes, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, we know we we all know what's really happening here. All of you know what's really happening here. Uh, people who are watching me on Trove today, as opposed to D Live, you know what's happening here. And all of who are watching on D Live, as opposed to Facebook or Twitter or Twitch or YouTube, you know what's happening. Everybody understands what's going on. And until we build this parallel economy and it's happening it's just you know it's going slow in some of those things but until we build this parallel economy where we're going to be allowed to exist and and function without being harassed until that is in place we're going to have to keep playing this nomad game and i know that it's frustrating sometimes for many of you but i would encourage you if you actually care about the content that people are putting out whether it's me or somebody else You've got to you've got to do the the gritty work. You've got to follow them around. Yeah, it's annoying, okay? But it's a quick move, right? Follow them around so that way they don't audience, you don't lose track with them and they still gain that support. Uh, cuz if you don't, if you just give up, you're letting the people who are oppressors and totalitarians and people who are censoring people, you're allowing them to win. And I would encourage you not to do that. Did I mention you're supposed to leave D Live and go follow me on Trove? Yeah, go to Go to Trove today. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel again. Now, obviously, uh, there's a bunch of big, big events coming up, and you can bet on all of these events. You can even bet on League of Legends for you gamers out there on FanDuel. It is America's number one sports betting app for a reason. Super easy to use, extremely fast payouts, but the betting options available to you on FanDuel far exceed the betting options on other platforms. It's again, you have the ability to bet on who's going to make the like basketball for who's going to make the first basket, who's going to make the most three-pointers, who's going to get the most assists, blocks, etc. And they even have live betting. So if you're watching a game, you see a trend happening or if a player just has a really good matchup you can then chain your your bets you can bet during the game and actually cover those things so it's it's a great tool for you to make some some good money it obviously makes watching sports much more enjoyable and it's a, it's a great option for you if you're interested in sports betting and if you've never done it before they make it easy with a beginner section so you don't get lost and confused and right now FanDuel is letting you place your very first bet risk-free up to a thousand dollars so right now you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app use my promo code Casey you place a bet on any game and they'll refund you up to a thousand dollars back in site credit if you don't win your first bet if you do win you get to keep your winnings Really that simple. So whether you're looking to bet on NBA, college basketball, tennis, golf, MMA, again, League of Legends for you gamers out there, really doesn't matter. It's all available on FanDuel. Again, download FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code Casey. Let them know that I sent you. 21 and over and present in Indiana. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sports.fanduel.com for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so Trader Joe's, 
Trader Joe's, I think, is opening up here uh, soon, right? I'm, I have Trader Joe's where I'm from in Las Vegas, but uh, here in Michigan, I think Trader Joe's is, is going to be opening up here uh, relatively soon, if memory serves me correct. Well, according to a CNN report, Ben Bonima, who worked at a New York City Trader Joe's location, said that he wrote an email to the company CEO on February 26th urging him to improve the store's air filtration system and refuse entry to anyone without a mask. So he's a mask Karen, is what he is. And implement a three strikes policy for customers who are repeat offenders of the mask rule. A portion of Benima's email read, I was recently shouted and sworn at by a customer who would not wear a mask above his nose. All right, so the customer went in, had the mask on, had it below his nose, okay? Uh, Despite Trader Joe's employees already asking him to do so, he was allowed to finish his shopping and check out. Can I just, as a quick little aside here, can I point out that these mask Karens want people who don't wear the mask the way that they want them to wear the mask? They want them treated worse than people who shoplift. Because in most places you shoplift, security doesn't stop you, right? Just let you go out, you shoplift, you report it to the cops, insurance covers it. We don't want any altercations with people who shoplift, right? That's always the mantra. How many times have we done stories about people who do stop a shoplifter and they get fired because they endanger themselves and customers and other employees? But when it comes to the mass Karens, they don't care about any of that. They, they just want people to be harassed and attacked and that sort of thing in spite of, of the fact that what they're proclaiming to be a safety measure doesn't have any actual science behind it. But I digress. He added that the ADA requires that we offer reasonable accommodation, which we do by offering to shop for them. If they refuse, we should not let them in. So this is somebody who's clearly bought into the fear-mongering out there and doesn't want, even though they're probably a younger individual, I don't know, um, I would assume younger working at Trader Joe's, but I could be wrong. And they're probably not really susceptible to the virus anyway. Elsewhere in the email, which he shared on Twitter. This guy shared his own email on Twitter. <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me. Remember the uh, the meme from the Babylon Bee that we talked about yesterday? Uh, people who yell at others for not wearing masks in danger of feeling unimportant again. <laughs> uh, we put our lives on the line every day by showing up to work. Yeah, sure you do. Uh, please show up for us by adopting these policies, he said. All right. I'm not going to uh, denigrate people who continue to work, okay, throughout all of this, but most of them will tell you that it, it wasn't a choice. They had a job and they had to come to work, right? But let's let's not run down this whole you're a hero thing. I've already said this before. It really bothers me walking walking around town or driving around town and, and seeing banners hung up on some of these uh, clinics. It's like that heroes work here. Heroes don't call themselves heroes. They, they just don't. Some of those, I assume, are put up by people in the community, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But some of them are hung up on the building. Like, you put that up there, okay? And it's just, I don't know, it sticks in my craw. It, it's one of those things. I'm not saying that they don't do good work. I'm not saying that they aren't valuable. It's just one of those things that it bothers me when people run around and advertise their herodom, right? It's, it's not genuine. There's just something wrong about it. Um, I would also like to point out that a large chunk of the medical community where those heroes work, reject the vaccine. Just that out there, too. He also said that the company ought to be following health experts' advice, such as those at the Center for 
uh, disease control on tamping down the risk of COVID-19 spread inside the stores. We should be following the guidance of scientists who study respiratory transmission. Okay, but which ones? This always comes back to my question. Anytime this comes up, which ones though? Because I can show you world-renowned virologists, infectious disease experts, and epidemiologists who say what this guy is having a hissy fit about is all wrong and that he needs to chill out and calm down. But he doesn't want to listen to those experts, even though those experts most of the time are more prestigious in their field than the local health experts that he wants you to pay attention to. And the people at the CDC who have gone back and forth about a whole host of stuff, but I digress. So anyway, um, he said that he got fired <laughs> as a result of sending the letter uh, to the CEO. Why he like posted on Twitter, look at me, look at me, I'm a hero. No, you're not. You just work at Trader Joe's. I mean, it's for the almonds, but you just work at tra- Trader Joe's. <laughs> But this is this is where he's out there. He's going, you know, I got fired for basically trying to save people's lives. Now, the company responded to that, and the company said, yeah, no. Um, I'm going to paraphrase this for you. Trader Joe's said, this guy, piece of crap, who is harassing customers <laughs> in an unprofessional manner, that is the that is the paraphrased version that has been casified for all of you. Trader Joe's says, that we let this guy go because he was a jerk, point blank. He was a jerk and he harassed customers in a way that was inconsistent with company policy and that's why we fired him but of course he wants to go ahead and lionize himself i am a martyr i was just trying to save people's lives by getting them to pull that mask over their nose sorry you lost your job but thank you for the almonds do appreciate that more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Want to thank R&B Car Company. Again, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. They are your used car experts. Find them online. Full inventory, special promotions on the website at rbcarcompany.com. All right, let's uh, talk about a couple of things dealing with the Capitol now. And the first thing that we have to address is a hashtag told you. The fence that they erected at the Capitol to protect everybody from people breaching the borders of the Capitol, which, of course, is very ironic because the people who live inside the White House and most of the people at the Capitol do not believe in fences keeping people out, and yet they have erected one. Well, we kind of told you that the rumor a couple months... Uh, has it not been a couple? Yeah, I guess it has been a couple months. A couple months ago, uh, the rumor was that they were going to keep this thing up there long-term. And that appears to be the case. So they're trying to say that there is a warning of uh, a plot by militias to blow up everybody at the Capitol. Now, I would like to remind everybody that the last time they made this claim, when you actually read the report from the federal government on, on the threats that were supposed to happen for the inauguration, there were no credible threats that were identified by authorities at all in any category. But the local news all across the country, the cable news networks all across the country, they all ran with, see, there's extremist groups that are plotting to do something at the inauguration. There never was anybody plotting to do anything, nor was there any credible threat that was ever uncovered. 
And the report actually said that. On page two and page six of that report, it made it crystal clear that there were no threats that have been identified by any agency in any category for the inauguration. So now, U.S. Capitol Police, the department is aware of concerning information and intelligence pertaining to March 4th and continues to work with all of our law enforcement partners based on the intelligence that we have. The department has taken immediate steps to enhance our security and staffing for a number of days to include March 4th. The department has communicated our enhanced posture as well as the available intelligence for the entire workforce. But why? Now, we're at a point where I think you're just going to automatically be skeptical skeptical of this stuff. We know on a couple of occasions here just recently that we are we have suspicion of threat or we have intelligence of a, a an attack or a threat or something of that nature when in fact it doesn't exist. And in fact their own report said it didn't exist. But they said it did. Now they're saying that tomorrow there's supposed to be something that happens at the Capitol. Okay, based on what? If you have that intelligence and you're sharing that you have that intelligence with the entire world you should be able to tell us what the intelligence is, but they're not. Why aren't they? Well, there's a lot of people who are saying that's because there isn't a threat. It's an excuse to go ahead and improve the fence, which is exactly what they have done. Okay. (laughs) And again, this is apparently a QAnon thing, whatever. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police uh, sources tell Fox 5 that they received an intelligence bulletin warning of a militia plot to breach the Capitol this Thursday, March 4th. And I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I've told you before that I think the whole Q thing, um, I think that that is actually a leftist plot. I don't think that that comes from anybody on the right at all. I think it's a leftist plot to troll people on right that some people took too seriously. I've told you that for a long time now. So the government is now using this so-called intelligence, which they're not really releasing for anybody, to justify um, continuing to keep military troops there in the Capitol and also to build up the barrier. For those of you on the live stream, you can see this, trovo.live slash Casey the host. You can see that this is the fence. They're beefing it up now. So they're increasing the perimeter security around the Capitol based on this intelligence report that they're willing to tell everybody they have, but not actually share any of the information with, which for the record, anybody's ever been uh, in intelligence or had access to intelligence. This is not the way that this is done. This is not the way that you usually do that. You know, either, either you tell people that you've had some credible threats about a certain event, uh, you know, but we're taking precautions. You kind of list those precautions, but usually list what those threats were. Like, this group has made a threat for this event, so we're monitoring that. None of that is happening here. It's it's just not being handled in the traditional fashion, and that's why people are looking at this and going, I, I'm not sure that I buy it. But they've increased the, the fence, so they've added extra security. But there's another story that is happening out of, the, out of D.C. that involves the Michigan National Guard, for those of you on the Michigan side of the border listening to us right now. And the Michigan National Guard, uh, there's now an investigation trying to figure out if they were poisoned. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Well, it's our first day on Trovo. 
So it's trovo.live slash Casey, the host. And in the talk shows and podcast section, we're currently the number one show. Uh, so it's day one. And that's only because the, the more popular shows stopped their stream. And, but we were number two. <laughs> now we're number one. So check us out on trovo.live slash Casey, the host. Make sure you share that and follow us. Uh, don't subscribe. We don't want to give them any money yet because we don't know how they're going to react to us being there. But I would love it if you followed me, which doesn't cost you anything on trovo because that's we're gonna hopefully my as many people from d live over to trovo as possible uh first i got to tell you about allnaturalcbd.org and a lot of people have been writing me lee singing the praises of the lotion a couple of people with the uh, the vape as well um and some i know use the tincture drops and i've got some relatives who use the tincture drops and i use them when i have like a really really bad headache and i know that the the uh you know the pills that i take are not going to help with that uh, but most of the time, I'm using the CBD vape to calm down. That's what I use it for. I do know a few people who use it for back pain. They say it works really well for them. But 90% of the time, I'm using the lotion. And it's just one of those things where my shoulder hurts, my neck hurts. I take a little bit of the CBD lotion. Again, I use the 1,000 milligrams, which you should too. For, forget about the 250 or the 500. Just get the 1,000. Just trust me on that. 1,000 milligrams. Uh, I use the unscented. I rub it where it hurts. And within three minutes, the pain goes away. It's just, it's a phenomenal product. And I don't smell like medicine. I don't have grease all over me. Uh, I don't have some kind of a white cream that looks like somebody smeared mayonnaise all over my body. I don't have any of that stuff on there. It's just, it's a high quality lotion that will moisturize your skin, deliver full spectrum CBD right where the pain is, and the pain goes away. It's a phenomenal product. It works extremely well. It's very affordable. It's a lot more affordable than the competitors on the market. And it's a locally made in the USA, owned by a veteran. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Use my promo code KC10. Allnaturalcbd.org. Promo code KC10. Okay, let's let's take a look here at what else is happening in the Capitol because the Michigan National Guard. There's an investigation now officially on whether or not this was intentional. So the Michigan National Guard who are in the Capitol, okay, they're on orders to, air quote, protect the Capitol from these threats that still haven't been identified yet. They were fed undercooked meals, including chicken. But it's not just that. Like, they found some shavings, uh, like metal shavings and some other stuff inside of these these meals. But there's pictures of it where they're showing that. Now, here's the thing. I mean, you have undercooked chicken, right? That happens. There's just some people who don't know how to make chicken. And yeah, theoretically, that could happen. But this one seems like it might, might have been targeted. They're actually investigating to see if it is targeted. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Governor Whitmer did speak with the acting secretary of the Army about the situation. Uh, Brian Abel said the Michigan National Guard provided this state today. The firsthand accounts and pictures of undercooked food being served clearly shows that this was being given to Michigan service members and it is unacceptable. They have a full statement there. We'll put it in daily show prep. I don't need to read you the entire thing. But what what I found interesting about this in some of the, uh, it's not in this story, but some of the other stories out there was that it wasn't just undercooked chicken, but like they found some metal shavings in it and things like that, which I think is why there's now officially an investigation on whether or not this was an intentional event that targeted some of the National Guard members. I don't know. They investigate. They have to figure that out. But obviously, that's very concerning. And this goes back to some of you who have been asking Governor Holcomb to bring the troops home instead of leaving them in the Capitol. 
I don't know. Should I just let the cat out of the bag? I think Holcomb's a Democrat, guys. I do. I think he's a Democrat. Um, I don't think he's a moderate Republican. I think he's I think he's a Democrat now. I, I officially am on Holcomb as a Democrat, and he's just got an R next to his name because to get elected into state office, you have to be you have to be a Republican. Kind of like there was Republicans who run in South Bend as Democrats because they can't get elected if they're Republicans. So I I'm just I'm on that I'm on that bandwagon that I think that Holcomb is actually a Democrat. Now I don't think that he's an, an ultra liberal or leftist Democrat. I just think that he is one. He's probably a more traditional Democrat. Um, he's, you know, you have these, um, I don't know the blue dog would be the right term for him, uh, but he's certainly a religious Democrat. He, he's in that camp. Uh, so, you know, it, I don't know. It's just, and it's something that's going to rub some of you the wrong way. I get it. I know a lot of you are in the Republican Party on the state level and, and the local level, and you're like, no, 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 Casey, can't say that. Well, prove me wrong. Right? Or as Crowder would say, change my mind. What has he done that isn't isn't Democrat esque? <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, I don't have any any personal beef with the guy other than he came on the show when we interviewed him when he was running for office and he's not fulfilled any of the promises that he promised to do. Uh, other than that, I don't have any major beef with the guy. I don't like I don't hate Holcomb. Right? I don't. He doesn't enrage me. He bothers me that he just seems to kind of do whatever anybody around him says, right? He's, he doesn't have the chops for this. Holcomb is in a position that he never should have been in. And I think that he knows that. So he just relies on a bunch of people around him to make decisions, kind of like somebody else we know in the, in the White House. And also somebody else we know in, in South Bend. <laughs> just throwing it out there. But I'm just saying, am I wrong about that? No, we kind of shifted into something else, but am I wrong about that? Is there anybody out there that can change my mind that Holcomb is not a Democrat? And again, not a crazy leftist Democrat, but like a traditional Democrat. Anybody? If you think, if you think you can change my mind, send me an email or something. I'd be happy to read it in like three or four weeks when I get to it. But I just, for the light, for this, I just cannot comprehend him actually being a Republican. I'm sorry, I just can't. Just doesn't seem like he is. Okay. Um, Beyond that, okay. Beyond that, when we has happening to Michigan, you know, National Guard from Michigan, the calls for Holcomb to bring the National Guard home in Indiana are now probably going to get a little bit louder. Like, we keep having issues with troops of the National Guard. They're they're being forced to go into garages. Uh, they are being fed undercooked food. Some of that food is contaminated with foreign objects. There's no credible threats that have been identified. Why are they still there? Why are they still deployed? That sort of thing. Maybe it's time to bring them home. You're probably going to see a lot more of that show up on the Indiana side of the border here in the near future. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're doing a uh, new streaming platform today. Trovo.live, T-R-O-V-O dot live slash Casey, the host. We've already shot up to the number one show, at least during this time slot. Uh, on the the talk shows and podcast section so go check us out there make sure you follow us there so back up because d live has been messing with us lately more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel